This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to another Wednesday night shiur. Tonight we have a very, very special shiur dedicated to a special woman. Her name was Lilunishmat Tuna Mazal Bad Behir. Tuna Mazal Bad Behir. She passed away a few days ago. Uh, how do I know her? And how do I know she's special? First of all, just know that as a kid growing up, as a kid growing up, she was basically my neighbor. And uh, I was actually friends with her kids. And, I, and it's amazing to see many years later, one of the, one of the kids came over here. What's your name again? Shlomi comes in and says, how you doing, Rabbi? I'm, I'm uh, Rina's uh, son. Uh, I remember Rina as a, as a kid. Imagine your childhood friend now seeing her son that's 20 years old. It's a crazy thing. It's a wild thing. And now we're getting this t- class for her. Neshama v'zal Hashem Listen to what I'm telling you right now because this is a very important point. To speak about, it says, Ele shemot et Yaakov ish ubeto ba'u. What is it? What is it saying over here? It says, "These are the people of Bnei Israel, Ish ubeto ba'u." What are we? What are we? What are we? What are we? What are we talking over here? We're talking about what? The family came. Now I want to explain to you why is it so important to say Ish ubeto? What's beto? What's his house? What's the household? What are you talking about? Let me explain. It's family. Let me explain to you something. A lot of times in life, I'll give you a story that happened to me. It was Hanukkah a few months ago, and my my house wasn't decorated for Hanukkah. Not that I decorate it, not always, yeah, not, not, whatever. Because you know how you have dreidels, and you have like uh, chocolate coins, and you have uh, like uh, Hanukkah, something Hanukkah. I told my kids they wanted to, to, to get involved. I said, no problem, we got dreidels, we got Hanukkah gals, we got all these things. But what? When they come into... Hanukkah, they see the whole entire house happening. They see the whole entire house full. Wow! Come Shabbat table. If you're a if you're a great personality, what you do is you go ahead and you go all out for Shabbat. So you know what happens? Your child that's growing up in your house understands when it comes Shabbat. Wow! I love my Shabbat table. You got to make it fun. You got to make it interesting. You got to make it. Why? Because the kids that you have in your life are going to see that growing up and they want that excitement. They want that excitement. You got to put in love. Sometimes I remember I was in Yeshiva once and uh, I was in the Kolel. And my rabbi came over to me and says, What do you do Friday right before Shabbat? What do you do a little bit? He says, uh, You know, I get ready and this, that. He says, This is what I want you to do. He tells me. I said, What? Says what I want you to do is go take your kids and a little bit before Shabbat, blast up some music and dance, dance with them. You know, for Shabbat, give them the spirit of Shabbat. So you know what, Grandma, it's a great idea. Says you know why? Because the children will grow uh, grow up understanding and feeling the love and the simha that went in on every holiday. I'll give you another example. I went once to. You everybody heard of Rabbi Vigdemir? Rabbi Vigdemir was a very big rabbi. I went to meet one day. I drove Rabbi Victor Miller's grandson to his mother's to his mother's house, which is Ryan Miller's daughter. I meet Ryan Miller's daughter for the first time in my life. I said, "Wow, 
Revinson, her name was Revinson Brog. Revinson Brog, what an honor to meet you. First time I'm seeing a, a daughter of the, the holy and famous Razik Jamila. Can I ask you a question? I have this on video, by the way. Can I ask you a question? She says, yes. He says, she says, I want to tell you, how was it growing up with the, one of the biggest rabbis in the, in the, in the generation? Razik Jamila. So she says to me, she says to me, it was amazing. I said, what was so amazing? Listen to what it was, she says. She says, he always made the house fun. He always made the house fun in the sense where what? Religion is fun. Shabbat is fun. What are we doing? We're going to play a Shabbat game. Make it fun for you. You have to work on it. Say a story. You're a father. You're a mother. Say a story on the Shabbat table. Pump it up a little bit. Give it some, give it some uh, energy. You know, buy some desserts, some of these Shabbat desserts. They came out with a cookbook. I saw it. It's a Shabbat dessert cookbook. Every Parashat Shavuah, they had a different a different dessert for that Parashat. I'll give you an example. The Matah of uh, the next week, Parashat speaks about two weeks, whatever from now, speaks about the frog. They have a whole uh, 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 jello. They made a jello out of a frog. It's something crazy. But you see in the book, you know, you make that, the kid feels, wow, Shabbat. You gotta make it happen, you gotta make it fun in your own house. Religiously, I'm talking about. Religiously. Bring Simha to the home. You as a parent, and if you're not married yet and you're hearing this, you should just know, let it ring a bell because one day you're gonna get married, and when you're gonna get married, you're gonna have your kid children, and you have to know how to act in that Shabbat table. And that's exactly what the Pasuk is saying. What happened over here? It says, who came to Egypt? What does it mean, Ish Ubetobao? What's Ish? Yaakov came down to Egypt in Egypt's parasha. Him and his bait. Who's his bait? His family. His, his wife, let's say. His wife. Ish Ubetobao. But what's the family? Do you know what saved B'nai Israel in Egypt? Does anybody know? Who knows? Three things. What's the three things? What's the three things? They didn't change their name. They didn't change their dress. They were always three each. Right? And their language. Where did they get it from? From the house. From the mother and from the father that was in the house. That was in the house. They're telling them, listen, you have to know something. We dress like this. Imagine you see a kid. I remember back in the day. I don't know if anybody remembers this. But my recorders. I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers this. Does anybody remember Jinko Jeans? Anybody remember or no? Mark, Zback, you remember Jinka? All right, there was a, there was a, there was a thing. Do you remember Nati or no? All right, so nobody remembers this. Huh? Albert Shakira, you remember? Uh, yeah, exactly. Jinka, I remember one time I was in, I was in ninth grade at the time, and I and I wore these. This it was called Jinko jeans. It was like a style. And I was like, I got it. I was like. I saw one of my friends, I was like, Ma, would it make a difference if I wear that Jinko, like, he put it flat, he's like, you're crazy, wear that thing, you look like an oven, you look like a, like a who knows what. Because why? Because the mother understood. Our dress is not the same dress as what? As, 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 the, as the, the goyim out there in the world. We dress differently. Imagine you have a guy with his shorts down, with his, you know what I'm saying, like the other day, has his shorts down like that. And all you see is thing, oh, yo, what's up, what's up? No, 
That's not us. You know why that's not us? Because we, we, they, they give us, our parents give us the borders. You cannot pass this. We cannot do that. And that's exactly what saved us in Egypt. You know what saved us in Egypt? We didn't intermingle. You know why we didn't intermingle in Egypt? You know, we didn't have one intermarriage in the whole Egypt. You know that? No, no Jew married a Goya in Egypt. You, you realize what's going on over there? Imagine. Hundreds of years we're in Egypt. No one intermarried. Imagine that. What? How? What happened? How come? You know what the answer is? The answer is, is because in the house they showed a difference. We are different. We are different. We dress differently. We talk differently. And what? We have even different names. And where did they go get that? From the home. That's how important it is if you're a father and your mother, or if you're not a father and you're not a mother. One day you will be a father and you will be a mother. And you have to understand, your home is a keva. It is a, is a keva noach. You know what keva noach is? There's a mabul outside. There's a craziness that's going outside. You know what's the biggest craziness? And I'm going to tell you right now. You know what's the biggest craziness? The biggest craziness is the selfishness. This is the biggest craziness. You see, people are addicted. You tell the guy, no, I have nothing in my cellphone except text. People are addicted to texting. How's that? Somebody told me today. He says, Rabbi, I became I became an addict. I said, Why? Drugs? Or phone? What did you become? I became I just on my phone, I became a phone addict. I said, What's the matter? He said, I am. What kind of business is that? Phone addict? Never heard of it. You ever, ever hear phone addict? Every five seconds. He told me he said he has a guy, he has a friend, the guy became toast. And he goes, What's toast? The friend's toast? What do you do? He goes, You don't understand me. Every time he's on the phone, 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 he's on the phone. It's not a joke. It became, it literally became, it literally became a crazy. I forgot, I, I have a, something on my phone over here that I want to actually show you that I was reading yesterday. Somebody sent me something, such a, such a line. I mean, this is just, I got to find this for everybody. Give me one second. Can I get a photo? One second. I want to show something over here. It was just a, it's a, it's, 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 it's a great, um, uh, a great line. Let's see if I ever find it. Hold on. I just found it real quick. He was saying that he was sitting in the front of his house, and he saw a guy had no tablet, no phone, no iPhone, no uh, nothing. He was sitting in front of his house, and he said, "Send that guy to jail. He's a real, real psychopath. You get it? Real, real psychopath. Because you can't see a person. Except you ever see a person drinking coffee? Every five seconds, he's sitting on the phone. He's just looking at that phone. This guy's sitting there, and he's like, oh, what happened over here? Because people got addicted to their phone. And you know who, who has to be in charge? The parents. The parents of the home. Because guess what? The reason why we got saved from Egypt is because the parents of the home set boundaries. They set guidelines. They said, this is what we can do. This is what we can't do. And if a person at, at the age of fifth, a fifth grader, I'm going today, I see a fifth grader. He's holding a regular phone. So what's going on over here? He's a fifth grader. He has a regular phone now. Can you understand over there? On a phone. Imagine a fifth grader on a regular phone. Third grader. Maybe third grader. What's happening? What's going on? No. The guy that says, my phone is useless to me. What do you think, kid? <laughs> what do you do? You think, you think he's going to use his kid? You think the kid knows the phone? He goes to this. He goes to that. He goes to this. And he's there. He's like, he's carrying on his, uh, his parents. I don't know nothing. I know more than, more than whatever they know. Yeah. But it's the parents. The parents have to be on guard with their kids. No. We can't rabbi, we can't slap them, we can't this, we can't that, blah, 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 blah. You have to be careful for your parents. And guess what? That's exactly what the Torah and Mitzvah Parashah is telling us. You know who went down to Egypt? You know who went down to Egypt? I'll tell you who went down to Egypt. Yaakov went down 
Ruth, who they saw and the Cain, why did they kill her? Obviously, they are talking all this Cain, I think it's a movie, they're going on and on. You know why he's saying the Cain? Because he says, you know what I'm saying? You know what protected them when they walked through land to Egypt? You know what protected them? The house. The house that they were in, east to the door, the house that they were in, they realized all the ignorance that the house put into the children. That's what saved them. That's what protected them. And that's why if you're a father and a mother, if you're not a father and a mother, you will be, you have to understand, your house is shelter. Your house is shelter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kids, it can't not happen now. And you are lost. You can't just let anybody in shelter. I, I always tell you a story. I'll never forget. I came back when I was fifth grade. I came back. We were playing, uh, we were playing ball with our friend Easter. And I came, I never forget this. I had a ride with my granddad. My dad came back. He said, why'd you guys do that? I didn't do anything. I said, I came to play. Now, I was a basketball player. Okay, there was one point in the game, okay? Um, um, there, there was one jam on the court, okay? There was one point in the game. I played a game against a, a guy from Israel. The guy was Jewish. His kids came back from Israel. Okay, it was Jewish. And he said, kids, you know why I was cold? Because I didn't play. I couldn't play. You know why? The mother was smart because my son will learn from how to play. Excuse me, that's not happening now. But the parents got involved. They put a shelter around me. And that's what saved the name Israel. It's the parents that got involved and they said, you know what? Stop. This cannot happen. You cannot judge my child. This doesn't happen in my house. You know what? Let me tell you another story. I'm almost done. There's a guy in our city now. Listen to the story. He had a few sisters. One sister of the others that is 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 the most is the most modest dressed girl out of all the sisters. Got that? Okay. Tells me a story. Okay. I will tell his story. Okay. He was 14 years old. His sister was uh, was a little bit older. She was going out for the first time in I know out one night, and my father saw her. This is what one of the Talmuds tell me the story that, he, that his father saw his sister dressed in, in modest. The, the, the skirt wasn't modest, it wasn't uh, worldly. Okay, so my father says, All right, go upstairs and go change. She says, It's not modest. What does the girl do? She starts screaming, Daddy, come on, ha, 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 ha. So go upstairs and change the shirt. Oh, come on, Dad, you're being so ridiculous. Go upstairs and change the shirt. You're not going to walk like this. She went up. She went to Shuli. She went out towards Shuli. And he says, Think back on that show that my father did. From now to the rest of her life, she always she always remembered the first time. The first time when the father caught it the first time. You're starting to dress like the youth? Right away. Not after months and months and months. Of, oh, this is getting out of hand. Oh, please, uh, my daughter, we dress the youth. That moment. That moment. Hey, what's going on over here? You're my daughter? We explained to her in a nice way. You, you, you have Shem's daughter? As Shem's daughter, it's impossible. Can I walk? And you show it out of love? And you show it out of love? Guess what? The, 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 the child will understand. The child will understand. And it's obligation on the parents to have that shelter in the home. It's obligation on the parents to have that shelter in the home. And guess what? It has to be filtered for other things as well. 
you could take your son or your daughter's uh, phone, filter it, search porn, first thing, and that'll do the nature profile. My kids all got said learning on that no phone. None of them. None of them. And I don't want none. Zero. A person can get addicted. And what? guess what? The parents got to be on time. Excuse me. Whoa, what's going on over there? No, no, no. If your phone filters, give me your phone. You have to have a filter. No, I can't go on this. You get a filter your phone now. And then what happens? The parent doesn't go up uh, uh, strong, hard in the beginning. And then before you know it, the kid is already older and they're changing their phone. And then who do they call? Rabbi. Can you tell Rabbi to tell that? What happens? Oh, he got, he got addicted to his phone. What, what, when did he get this addiction? No, he was addicted to Christian music. What happened until then? Oh, I didn't put my foot down. Oh, oh you put your foot down. Yeah. He's on his own. You got to get your phone filtered. And by the way, if you want, no problem. You have a, a number to take. They'll take it up. They'll do that. Filter it. Let it go. And this is exactly what the Torah is teaching us with Shabbat. You know what it's teaching us? It's teaching us, you know, B'nai Israel this week, they're going, this week they're going to where? To Egypt. They're all going down to Egypt. And you know who's shaking and protecting them? Who? Families, the guidelines, the shelter. That's what protected them from being saved from intermingling and not, uh, heaven forbid, falling down to the corruption of Egypt. And with that, I'll take care of Shabbat. Please remember this lesson, register in your brain, repeat it, send it out. And I'm telling you, one day you're going to have your family and you're going to see what I'm telling you is live. Make sure your family is, is, is fun in the house. Bring, bring life in the house. Make sure it's fun religiously. The house is happy. There's something. Shabbat table's got to be something. Your, 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 your energy has to be on, on point. It's very important. That's it, Abutai. Let's go on. I'd like to speak about another Inyan. Another Inyan is about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, I'd like to speak about two things about Moshe Rabbeinu. First thing about Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem tells him to stop on Shabbat. Hashem tells him, listen, you are the leader. I want you to take out the two sons from Egypt. Okay? You want them to go to Egypt. What does Moshe Rabbeinu tell Moshe Rabbeinu? You know what he answers them? Anybody know what he answers to Hashem? Huh? Oh, I can't do it. Well, I can't do it. My older brother, they take my brother. Why do you need my brother? I can't do it over my brother. And that goes back and forth. That goes back and forth. And I'd like you to read the Batik. He says, you look at this. Vayomer Moshe el Adonai. Vi Adonai lo ish devarim anochi. Gam et mol, gam shishon, gam me'at zevarech alavech. Asher chavet kolom kolom shemati. Hashem, no. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good, uh, I'm not a good, uh, you know, sometimes you read a, a Swedish uh, speaker speaking into Moshe Rabbeinu, we know the famous story with the stutter, right? Everybody knows the famous story when Moshe Rabbeinu was a child and, and the king and, 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 and acknowledges and says, uh, uh, my dear Pharaoh, you know, which is the king of, which is going to be the leader of the Jewish people if they're going to get them out of Egypt? You know, be careful, Pharaoh, because that's what we're accustomed to. We're going to have gold and we're going to have cold. If he goes for the gold, then what do we say? What happens? We know that what? He's going to be an affluential leader. He's going to want the, the, the leadership. If he's going to go for the cold, then it's just he's a baby, and he doesn't know the difference. One is brighter than the next. He'll take the brighter and cold. 
listen, Habibi, do this, do this. You're not going to say, okay, fine, no, I can't do it. No, you're going to say, of course I'm going to do it. But over here, he said he had the sensitivity to say, Hashem, I would love to do it, but what should I do? My brother is older than me. It's not the proper thing to do. Hello, what's going on? Seven days later, Hashem, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, even, you want to know? Aaron's going to be happy. But look at the derech eretz. Look at the common decency. Imagine you have a, a product. How many times do you have it in business? A guy has a product, he's selling for a company, all of a sudden, what happens? He knows the whole business. He just takes the whole file. I'll see you later. He doesn't even say goodbye. He says, how come you're not at work? I'm sorry, I'm not coming to work anymore. Why not? I'm not coming to work anymore. At least give him the decency and say, oh, by the way, I'm giving you a, a month in advance. I'm not going to be at work tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Something. No courtesy whatsoever. You understand what I'm saying? Where's the derech eretz? You have to have derech eretz. Derech eretz. Kadmala Torah. Come before Torah. And that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu is doing. Moshe Rabbeinu says, wait, wait. Hashem, I can't go. I can't be the leader. Why not? My brother Aaron. My brother Aaron. He's going to get upset. I can't get him upset. But what do you mean? The Jews are... You're right. But I have to do what's right. There's not derech eretz right now. I cannot do it. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching. And you know where another place Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us? First of all, what's, what's Aaron's reaction? Anybody knows what Aaron's reaction? Look how great Aaron is. Aaron is going to be the second in command, not the first. His older brother is going to be the first. And what did he say? I, I, I'll tell you like this. Should I tell you the biggest proof? Is By the way, it's human nature. Today, I went to somebody today. And I said, oh, you, your brother is this? He says, no. He's my brother. Huh? Well, I, it's, it's the right reaction, by the way. I do the same thing. I, 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 you know, don't, don't, it, it happens to me also. Imagine, you, you, it's an automatic thing. Who, who's, who's your brother? Oh, I went to a guy. I said, wait, wait. Uh, he's a 20-year-old, let's say. The brother is 15. I said, oh, so I teach his 15-year-old brother. I said, oh, is your 15-year-old brother, is this his name? This is his name? He's, he's uh, uh, um, uh, you're his brother? So he tells me, no, no, he's my brother. He, he's right. I'm older. I'm not his brother. He's my brother. You know, you have, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's my brother. That, that, that's a logical thing. But you see by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? It's true. We see from Moshe Rabbeinu like that. I can't go over my older brother. He didn't want to go. My older brother comes first. Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. That's what it's saying. Human decency. But what's the reaction of Aaron? You know what the Torah says? Vera'acha. He'll see his older brother in power and he'll have real happiness. I'm happy for my older brother. I'm happy for my younger brother. Sorry. I'm happy for my younger brother that he's the leader. You know how hard that is? Imagine right now, you have, anybody have a younger brother in this room? Raise your hand if you have a younger brother. Imagine your younger brother, he becomes... The, basically, the ruler, the ruler of, of, of all everything. How would you feel? Imagine your younger brother starts making decisions. Oh, this is what's going to happen. This is gonna... Who are you, bro? Duh! You know, you know. Yes or no? Yes or no? I'm, I'm just talking like that just to prove a point to you guys, right? Who are you? Duh! You know, you get what I'm trying to say or no? What does Aaron do? Aaron says, my younger brother is going to be the leader? I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Hashem, that's what you want? I'm the happiest person alive. Could you imagine such midot tovot? This is what God wants, that's it. I always say, I always say a, 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 a golden rule. I always say a golden rule, right? 
What is it? Always be happy for other people's success. It's not going to... You know, sometimes a person, they tell me, Oh, Rabbi, uh, I feel jealousy of my friend, this, that, that. There's no purpose for that. You know why? Because, first of all, nobody can take anything away from you. And second of all, why be jealous? It doesn't make sense even. If you're happy for the other person's success, then Hashem says, Oh, you're happy for my, my son? I'm going to give you the success. Because you're happy. And guess what? It's true. Because Aaron, because he was happy, you know what he got in return? He got to wear the Kohen Gadol's breastplate. Oh, the Nechosh the, fought. The, because he was happy in his heart, Hashem says, I'm going to give you a reward. You're going to be the Kohen Gadol that's going to wear the what? Choshen Ve'efod. He's going to wear the Choshen, the breastplate. Why? Because he was happy for the success of other people. Derech Eretz. Why be jealous? Be happy. I'm happy. You should have more. The guy says, oh, I made this deal. I'm very happy for you. You should do more. I'm going to show you another place where Moshe Rabbeinu has Derech Eretz. Now he has to go save the Jewish people. And you know what he does? He says that I can't go. He doesn't leave yet. Before he asks his father-in-law. I have to go right now. I have to go to the, 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 the save the Jewish people. Um, he's asking him like permission. What are you asking him for? Hashem, where do you go? He says, it's still respectful to send my father with all the respect to you. This is where I plan on going. I have to go do this for the Jewish people. Out of respect. You hear what's going on? Out of sensitivity to people. There was a great rabbi. Everybody knows. I think it was, um, first of all, it was the, they say it was in the name of the Gaon Mivilna. The Gaon Mivilna, it's a wild story. How he went to a lady's house. They, they invited him for, for a meal. And he went to this lady's house and they were having, I don't know, chillant or something like that. You guys know what chillant is? Never had, no, never had it? You know what it is? Okay. I'm already Ashkenaz. Ashkenaz, they make chillant. <laughs> so what do they have? They have chillant, right? Google, he likes Google. You have Google? Look, Google you had. <laughs> so chillant, they made a chillant. They say the Golan Vilna went to the house, he was eating. And, and he tells the lady, all right, I'll take another bowl. I'll take another bowl. I'll take another bowl. Until he finished the whole pot. <laughs> Until they found out, lady, you know what happened? The lady messed up with the recipe. And it tasted so horrible that the rabbi said, if anybody in the table is going to eat it, they're definitely going to make him feel bad. They're definitely going to say something. Oh, it's disgusting. What you make over here? And she worked so hard on it. So in order not to make her feeling bad, he ate it, ate it, ate it. Nobody could have. You hear what's going on? The sensitivity. We're talking about a banim over here. I think it was the Rabbi Salsalanta they say the story over. What happened with Salsalanta? Salsalanta. What happened one day with Rabbi Salsalanta? They say that uh, a, a person invited him over to come to the to come over to uh, to have a have a meal, and he said, "I'm sorry, I can't come." He says why? He says because the meal has to be over at a certain time, and you probably your meal probably goes on for much longer. He says how long do you need the meal to be? He says whatever it was, it was a quarter of the time that it usually takes to do the meal. He says okay, Rabbi, I make you a deal. If I serve you and you come to my house and it'll be a quarter of amount of that time, the same time that you want, 
would you eat over? He says, Mrs. Harabah, of course. He says, okay, we're going to do that. He tells his wife, honey, this is when the meal is going to start and this is when the meal is going to end. The rabbi has, has a special schedule and this is his schedule. Okay, he says, no problem. Okay, no problem. And they go ahead. They have the meal. The rabbi uh, finishes the meal exactly like the quarter amount, like that quarter amount. And they finished it in that very small section of time. He goes, who was the person that was helping in the house? Unfortunately, it was in Almana. Her husband died. She needed to put food on her table. She needed to make a few dollars. In order to make a few dollars, she became basically a maid to help somebody else's house so she can have some food on the table to put her, provide for her family. So he goes, Rasulullah, they say, goes to the kitchen and tells the, the maid, the Jewish maid that was the almanat, says, I'm sorry if I took too much time. He says, Rabbi, you made my Shabbat. He says, every Shabbat, every Shabbat, I have to wait extra three more hours until I can finally go home to my kids and help them with dinner. Today was the best Shabbat because you gave me such a shorter time that I have the sensitivity to go, to go treat my kids. You see the sensitivity of the rabbi. What does this guy say? What do you mean? I'm paying her. If I'm paying her, let her stay. What do you think? <laughs> sure, time is done. Time is done. What do we have? A job from here? Yeah, he has to finish the job. What is the rabbi saying? Where is the sensitivity? Where is the sensitivity? Where is the derech eres? Where is the derech eres? Derech eres can the Torah. You know how many mitzvot do we have? 613. Imagine you have 613 mitzvot. Let's say you're building a building. You have 613 bricks. And you just throw it down. You pile it up. Would it be a building or you can knock it out very easily? What do you need? You need the cement. The Torah is like those bricks. The cement is the derech eres. You want the Torah to be a nice building? You want your Torah mitzvot to be a nice building? You got to put the cement. What's the cement? Derech eres. Derech eres kadmal the Torah. And that's why how important it is to be polite. You don't need a Torah to tell you to be polite. You have to be polite. Be nice. Be a nice person. We make Chuba on Yom Kippur. We weren't a nice person. I'm sorry, Hashem, I wasn't nice. Be a respectable person. Have respect, have self-respect for yourself. You know, I'm not just that. Even a person, the way he eats, have his own derech edits of eating. You know this derech edits of eating? You know how Lachot and Shalom speaks about it? A guy takes a whole big, uh, how do you say, big sub, what is it, one foot sub? He holds it with two hands. You know what I'm talking about? He holds it with two hands, like two hands, Yanni. I want the biggest sub and the salami, and the pastrami, and the turkey, and the corned beef, and put me the, the spiced mayo with the honey mustard, and he's holding the whole thing like this. Baruch, Rabbi, I'm saying a beracha. Of course he's saying a beracha, but look, look how you're doing over here. You, you, you make it like this, the shtel uchot abrit over here, like the, 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 the came from Harusinai, the two, two things down, we go like this. It's craziness. Because there's derech eris, even the way we eat, this is a lacha, Sharukh, I'm telling you. You can't hold a big fat piece of bread and make a big bat and start eating like a, like, a, like a glutton. You know that? You can't do that. Why? We're going to say, Rabbi, who's watching me? What derech eretz? Hashem's watching you. Hashem's watching you. You know that? Today, I had a guest over my house. 
He came. I asked him, you want a cup of coffee? He says, yes. And he saw me. He says, wow, Rabbi, you're making me a cup of coffee? He says, why not? He says, wow. You remind me of what my, my, my rabbi said he tells me. He says, what did your rabbi say? He says, Abraham Avinu was taking care of the guests himself. So I'm, I told him, I'm, I'm light years. Uh, Abraham Avinu, don't, don't, you know, Abraham Avinu is Abraham. He says, yeah, but you're copying him. I said, yeah, Chavot, here's your cup of tea. And I remember making the coffee. I was so particular, but he's not watching me to p- see how much I'm putting. I was so particular. I said, you know who's watching me to make his cup of coffee? Hashem's watching me. So I made sure he has, I asked him how much? He wants this. One scoop of sugar. Maybe one scoop. Otherwise, sometimes the person takes the thing, he just puts the, puts the sugar like, he takes it, makes it, hey, chavod, hey. No, he doesn't want that much sugar. He wants one spoon. I asked him, how much, what do you want? One spoon or two spoons? He says, one spoon. So I could have just took the sugar. He doesn't know. He's, in the, he's, he's, he's sitting in the there. Could have took the sugar. What one spoon? I'm going to take a whole spoon and go measure a spoon. It was like in a, in a shaker. You know the sugar shaker? You know what I'm talking about? You have a shaker of the sugar? So I'm going to go and measure a spoon and put it in the spoon. I have to go, you know? I said, no, no, no. Hashem's watching me. Hashem, he's not going to watch me. He'll never know. But Derek Eretz, you're trying to make something good for somebody? Where's Derek Eretz? You're right. He'll never know. It could be you'll make an extra little bit. It won't know. But Hashem's watching here. Put the sugar. I put it in the spoon. Looked at the spoon. Okay. It's Derek Eretz. It's Derek Eretz. And therefore, Rabotai, tonight, we're going to conclude with this lesson. Now, what we see from here, Ish ubeto ba'u. Don't forget the two lessons we learned tonight. First lesson was what? Protect your homes. You're a single guy now, or you're a single girl now. Eventually, you'll get married, or you're married right now. Protect your home from the shayot, the mabul outside. There's a mabul. It's destroying homes. These phones are destroying homes. I don't know if you heard, but I'm hearing. It's destroying homes. Get it, get it filtered. You have your parent at home, make sure you're responsible. You don't want something coming down the line. Oh, what happened? And if you have little kids at home, make sure before you give them any phone, filter the phone. Oh, what's going on? And the, 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 it's on the parents that they have to show that protection and also show excitement and love and fun in the home. Make your Shabbat table, make it nice, pump it up, pump the house. And the second thing we learned tonight was what? Derech Eres. From who? Moshe Rabbeinu. How? Three things. Moshe, what did he do by Moshe Rabbeinu? What did he say over here? What does he say in the Pasuk? Seven days he didn't want to take the job. Why? It's not respectful for my older brother. For my older brother. After that, he goes, who, who's happy for him? What's the Derech Eretz? Aaron. Aaron says, out of respect, my brother, I'm very happy for him. And the third example that we said was about Moshe asking his father-in-law. By the way, my dear father-in-law, I know I've been with you. He, he could have just left. There's no leave. Wait, some Derech Eretz, some respect. My dear father-in-law, please, Hashem is calling me to take up an ACL. You mind if I go? <coughs> this is Derech Eretz. Like we said, you have all the mitzvot, 613 mitzvot, but you need the cement, you need the Derech Eretz to build it up. And this is a very important point, to be polite and to be nice to every human being. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.